The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, February 26, 2022. Some people love box press cigars, some people don't. Besides being round or square, are they really any different? Which is better, or does it even matter? Today we're going to find all out about box press cigars. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Jonathan, so we're in our 12th year. In our does 12th that year. mean it'll be 13 years soon? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it'll be our 12 year anniversary. <laughs> oh, so we're in our 12th. We're in our 12th. But we're not completed our 12th. We have not completed it. That'll be April 1st. Right. Okay. April 1st, which will fall on the exact same day that we started. Wow. Which only happened twice in 12 years. There's only been two April 1sts ever? On a Saturday. Or on the day we broadcast. (laughs) Uh, I got a a quick shout out here. We've got some visitors from Chicago. Uh, Ruby uh, is here. Uh, she's the star of the show here. Yeah, I can Gatton. see that. Uh, and then uh, accompanied by Brian and Al, yeah. all the way from Chicago. I confirmed with them that this is not the only reason they came Beautiful. up. So they're normal Good. people. All right. They're okay. <laughs> all right. So um, finally, we're going to get to a, a cigar that is box press and round. We talked about this for years to pull it off. We actually had to have it made in order for, to, to make this happen. And we did. So, Barry, tell us about the two cigars we have here. Well, the first cigar we're going to light up is the Aladino Toro in the round, and it's manufactured in Honduras by Aladino Cigars. It's a 6x50 Toro featuring 100% authentic Corojo as wrapper, binder, and filler. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single set you back $11.69, while a box of 20 is $206.99, which comes out to $10.35 per cigar. That's a savings of $27 or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. All right, so... We should cut them the same. We should do everything the same, but we'll, we'll light up the first one. We'll try it for a little bit, and then we got to go side by side, though. 100%. We can't, we can't wait. So <clears throat> the box press version of it is the exact same thing. Yes. And that's a package of three at twenty nine ninety nine, or a sleeve of six, which is 18 cigars for $159.99, uh, which is a savings of about $20 or 11% off the box price. And they're available again on twoguyscigars.com. Just for today. Just for 
the show. Right. And we're going to get rid of them Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. or when they sell out. Right. So this is it. This is the little little pack. Uh, it's a bar of three cigars. Pretty cool. Yeah. If you're uh, on twoguyscigars.com, just type cigar bar in the search box and it'll bring you right to the page. Uh, it's only being advertised to the listeners of the show. Yeah. So a uh, little controversial bullshit going on with it a little <laughs> bit, but we'll leave that for another show. Uh, argument for another day. You may want, want to catch the after show to learn more about um, how people are acting right now, uh, which we'll do. So how do you cut a box press cigar? Uh, we're going to do the round one first, so let's just get to the round one first, and then we'll get into cutting the box breast. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. This is... My favorite of the Aladino. I know you like to go to the Reserve a little stronger, but this is good because it's full flavored but not too strong. Mm. Lighter. Oh, there it huh? is. Yeah, but was it under the cowbell? It, it was hidden inside. <laughs> very close. Very close. A little bit of cedar, a little earth. A little cinnamon. Cedar. All right, slide her up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Blizzard by Vertigo, featuring single action, three jets. I turned it down. This is the only downside to this lighter. Right-handed smokers. Ah. You end up turning the switch down, so don't panic on the Blizzard by Vertigo for nine ninety nine. If the flame doesn't appear to be working, you just turned it down by accident. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. That's the Blizzard by Vertigo. All right. Pay attention to the cold draw. Those that are in the care package, pay attention to the cold draw because when we go side by side, we're going to see if that changed everything. Pay attention to early tasting notes that are happening to this. Again, side by side comparison on the same exact cigar, box pressed or round. I've heard people tell me already you're going to see a dramatic difference because the airflow is going to change, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's ever done it. So here it is being done and we're going to figure it out uh how it ends up going love the cigar uh cigar of the year a few years back mm -hmm. yep I, I go to it i'd say at least once a week i'm on this at least you're on a aladino every single day but i'm a, i'm on this particular size of this particular cigar this or the robusto i every, every single i tend to gravitate to the corona in this mm. As does uh, Jessica, who's been on the Ash Hole. She was on the Snack Authority back in the day. She does. She the goes the Corona and the Santi. Santi, yeah, mm -hmm. Santi. Little thin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. N not into that one. Too small. Too small. Too small. Uh, Santi is what, like a thirty-four? Yeah. If you, if you don't have a lot of time, you yeah, get a good. ton of flavor. At the end of the day, you only got time for one quickie, and you can you can bang through it in thirty she minutes. She went nine months without smoking a cigar because she was having a baby. And as soon as she got done, that's Boom. when she lit, right? Yeah. So, all right, can we get right to it? Going yeah. to the other one? Go to the box press. Just huh. because I want to stay mem memorable on this, I got a lot to talk about, but I want to get this going. Now, box pressing, people do different things of cutting, but I think for our sake, we should actually do the same exact 
straight, straight cut, cut. So it'll be the same. And the thing about box press, and this is actually a square cigar, so it's not going to matter. But if you get a Padron or you get a Buffalo 10 where one side is shorter than the other side, you want to make sure that your cutting surface hits the flat sides. Otherwise, you'll be more apt to split your cigar. Cold draw? A little more cedar than on the regular one. Definitely the draw is different. Mm -hmm. To me, some people were saying that the box press was going to improve the draw. It did the opposite. Yeah, I've got less draw. It's not a problem. Right, but, but that's on the cold draw. Once you light up, in theory, it should open up a little more right. if it was done the Let's right say way. It's not that it's a problem, but it's it's absolutely tighter. So they say in order to make a box press cigar, they have to underfill it a little, right? So it's a little less tobacco in this than the round one, right? Yeah, and Jonathan... Should have weighed them. I, well, I told Jonathan he should have brought his drug scale. Uh, but he left it at home on the well, kitchen table. Yeah, from last night. Yep. Yeah. A little spicier on the initial... Pull. Stronger. Yep. It certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Yep. I'm getting more of a barbecue spice on the box-pressed one, and I had more vanilla, floral, along with spice on the Absolutely first stronger. <laughs> it, at least one, maybe two notches. Tastes almost two notches. Okay. We're early on. Let's see what happens. So uh, when did box-pressing start? I, I made lots of calls to lots of people. Back in the old days, uh, and this is, um, did it start in Cuba? Yes or no? Um, cigars used to travel for about two months by boat. We're talking the 1800s in order to go to where, wherever they're going to sell the cigars. Because of lots of humidity that would happen on the boats, cigars um, were absorbing lots of humidity. So in Cuba, they started overfilling cigars in the box and then pushing them down, putting them on a vice, then assembling the rest of the box. So you, when you see a filetta, which is the dress boxes yeah. with that little strip that's around, mm -hmm. right now they're mostly used for decoration because the filetta is actually folded around the box lid. But in those days, it used to actually seal the box, and you used to have to cut it. If you ever seen those old-fashioned cutters with the little... Um, almost... Um, they had the nail hook as yeah. well to be able to get the nail out. Part of it was to cut yep. that... Uh, to break the seal. Break the seal. So they would load up the um, devices with the boxes of cigars, the piece of wood that would act now as the lid once they put the filetter on, and then the next one and the next one, and vice it and leave it down for two days. Hmm. By then it would be closed and the cigar would not be bouncing around. It would take up all the space... A lot of the air would be, there'd be no room for extra air. And and for, for the viewers, we've got a, a couple of there we go. Yes. photos. Yep. They're all fairly similar, but uh, this is a, a pretty primitive machine. This is in the 1990s in Cuba, and I got this photograph from Nelson Alfonso, who took the pictures here, and he said this is what they would do in the 1990s. By the year 2000, they stopped doing it all together. So there are n none of this going on. But they're not trying to create a square cigar. They're trying to take the air out of the box mm. 
so that the humidity level is not going to be too high. And nobody made box cigars. They squished the cigar to remove humidity and space. And uh, the right. defect that came along with that is the cigar was it, misshapen. It, it was a, a, I would categorize it as a soft press on those. It, it didn't have sharp edges. Right, right. Um, they would never allow this process to happen on their top tier cigars, like Cohiba, Davidoff, any any of the top stuff that they were making. It was not allowed to go through that because they didn't want to damage it in any way. But um, what they wanted to do is correct the problem of overhumidification, which caused tight draws um, and everything else that would go bouncing around and damaging things because they didn't use cellophane or still don't. So what happened in America, um, this, this was first used in Tampa. And I checked with the folks at J.C. Newman, Eric Newman, and he told me the Packers that were packing the cigars that were being made, and we're talking machine-made cigars, uh, they would press the cigar in order for the cello to go on easily. Just a oh, soft press to happen mm. so that they could get the cellophane out on it and then think that it would expand later on. It would be packed. regular shape. would help them in packaging, help them uh, um, put the cello on easier, and at the same time, it would help with imperfections on the cigar. It would actually look rounder. What wasn't misformed. More uniform. Right, yep. misformed. <clears throat> so we said that's why we did it. And, um, you know, now the cello is actually applied for most of these by machine right. also, so it's not an issue that happens. But when it was hand-packed in those days, that's what they, they would have to do. <clears throat> and that takes us to premium cigars in the U.S., um, that was done on purpose, that the first time that was done, they actually did it on purpose to emulate the look of what Cuban cigars were before, 19, before 2000, and it was done actually in 1994 to celebrate, celebrate the 30th anniversary of the brand Padron, was the Padron Anniversario, later changing its name to Padron Anniversary because of a lawsuit with Davidoff's Anniversario. Uh, today we're known as Padron Anniversary, and that was done in 1994. Again, 1964, when Padron started, 30-year anniversary, 1994. And they said, we'll, we'll actually form it into a box press cigar done on a tray, as opposed to in the box, and then put inside the box. And, and remember, Padron Anniversary so they're known, is not cellophane either. Correct, and they are known <coughs> for... Being box pressed, right? That's, that's what you're you're expecting when you pick up a Padron. And now you look at other cigars and they were the, in the box pressed of creating it on purpose. Yeah, so it it happened, and and that's probably um, um, Orlando Padron, Jose Orlando Padron, looking at the old days of Cuba and saying, "Let's form these the way they would take them out of a box. How can we do that?" And that's what they did. Because their box wasn't the type of box with a filetter on it either. It was right. just a, a regular wooden box. So it couldn't have worked that way. So that's the way they did it. I put a call into Padron to get the answers from him. It did not get a call back. Not surprising. But that's the early stages of it. What's the difference between a box press and a round cigar? Um, 
is the cold draw, which one is better? Would you say round and box pressed? Um, which one drew better? Cold draw. I, I got a better, uh, an easier cold draw on the box press one, surprisingly. Wow. Not, a, not me. Not me either. Barry? Yeah, the round to me had a more fluid cold draw. And right now, still? The box press is a more flu, flu, uh, fluid smoke. Not bad. A little pull to it. It's fine. I like it with a little pull, but this is drawing like a straw. Yeah, mine. Um, I, I would not register a complaint about either draw, but if I have to, if I have to pick one, the box press is an easier draw. Easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree with you. That. Yeah. Not me. How about you, Ed? Um, the round is an easier easy, draw. Yeah. So we got a complete uh, tie here on that. Uh, what about the taste? Is is one tasting different? I I think. Cold draw and early draw, I got a stronger flavor from the box press. I'm finding yeah. the box press stronger and a little bit sweeter. There's a little bit of a cocoa component on the box press that doesn't exist on the round press, the round one rather, which has some cinnamon spice. Right. Bingo McTavenish says cocoa pebbles. What do you oh. think? Cocoa pebbles, Barry? Or? I've never had cocoa pebbles. Really? Oh, I think you cocoa should. Krispies? Yeah. No. Really? I was a, I was an old fart breakfast guy. Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Corn Flakes. Yeah. Never did the never high did sugar the ones. Nah. Cocoa Krispies? Never. Shredded wheat? Because then you got chocolate milk afterwards. Yeah. I missed what? out. It was mm. awesome. <laughs> what about Apple Jacks? No. Cinnamon toasty Apple Jacks. Two notches stronger on the box press was what I'm getting here. Um Flavor-wise, they taste similar, very, very similar <clears throat> in taste. One's not tasting different. One's just stronger than the other. Early on, we'll see how it gets. Um, does one burn faster or slower than the other? I think the box press is going to end up being faster because we lit it second and it's caught up. Or maybe I'm smoking it more, trying not to. My box press is burning more even. That matters. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it's terrible mm. of, of the other one burning, but... Both of mine are burning even, and I've been trying to do two puffs for each one, uh, but the box press is almost caught up, even though we lit it a quarter of an inch later. And you got to imagine there's people that don't like box press cigars. I've that's heard the, the part, word. That's the part that I don't understand. What difference does it make? Yeah, Whiskey Miser, huge on the MeWees. I don't like box press cigars. Hates them. And nobody ever said... I don't like round cigars. I've never heard that. <laughs> no. Never. Um, so we're going to find out today what is the difference between, between with, with one. I mean, it fits in the – people will say it doesn't fit in the lips. I think it fits in the lips better. So I have a customer that came down with uh, Lyme disease and then got Bell's palsy after and could only smoke box press cigars because half of his mouth was numb. And he felt like he could get a, a seal on the box press, and he mm. couldn't on round cigars. So he went box press exclusively for, I don't know, eight months until the Bell's Palsy ran its course. I had a, a um, customer in East Boston when we had the store there back in, back in the good old days. Real rough neighborhood. The guy got shot in the face oh. and into his jaw, and then he had to have his mouth 
wide shot. Did he smoke through the bullet torpedoes? Hole? <laughs> <laughs> he smoked only torpedoes. Isn't that funny? I haven't thought of him. In, he's dead now, but I haven't thought of him in years. I could do a whole show on him. You know who I'm talking about. No, <laughs> no, I no. All right, uh, a box pressed, really box pressed. Not really. Uh, there are degrees of box pressing. Um, a soft box press. A soft box press profile with particular round corners, like this one, right? You wouldn't say this would, this this would is, be definitely a soft press. I had to look at it closely to make sure that one was box pressed okay, and one it's, wasn't. It's rounded edges as opposed to it's not really, hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's call this a soft press, um, which is also called a trunk press cigar, which is what they'd call in the factory. It's trunk pressed, meaning Pop. they're using trays to to achieve. Yeah. They are put into, um, option one, put into square molds, and then wrapper is applied. Um, you'll see this mostly on Connecticut Shade box press cigars um, because they couldn't. so delicate. They can't do it the other way around. They wouldn't be able to make the cigar, press it, because then it's going to split. So they actually make the mold in as a square. Option two is it's still not box pressed in their box. They are underfilled and put in trays, much like Padron does, and a lot of people, including this one, I would imagine, with pieces of wood in the tray as spacers. They are then flattened and released many times, and pieces of wood are removed um, to uh, even it out over and over, just keep removing pieces and putting it back down. Um, the other two sides are close enough that people will not notice, but they are not the same equal in size. They can't become equal in size because it's just how much space is there is where it's going to fill down to. Right. They are different. Um, and you'll see that if you get, say, two Padron cigars and you take them out of the box and you put them on top of each other, you'll see one is is bigger than the other one. Sure. Um, at that point, they're placed in the box, and little box pressing happens within the box at that point. Remember now, they'll, they'll take them, now sort them out by color, put them inside the box, side by side, close the box, and they're off to the stores. Option three is standard methods to press cigars after they've been placed in their boxes. These cigars are rolled in a traditional round Parejo shape. Then they're tightly packed into their boxes, much like I said they did in Cuba, and they're stacked in a series of piles of the boxes and pressed. There's a real box pressed um, the way they did in Cuba, if Actually you want to say. pressed this in the box, the way. Yep. Um, Who's doing that? I don't know. I look at some brands um, like Perdomo 20th Anniversary. It seems soft box pressed. It seems like it's done in the box, but I've never witnessed it. Did you see that when you were there? I did not. Yeah. So how else are they different, positive and negatives? You know who I bet does it in the box is um, Hammer and Sickle's uh, Hermitage. Those are those are some hard edges. No, then it would be not in a box. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're going to get more of a soft box breast in the box. It's, it's really not so square. The, all right, so they would have to be in trace. Some people find uh, the shape uncomfortable is some of the negatives, right? Why does the whiskey miser hate a box press cigar? Uncomfortable in his mouth, or he it hates feels squares? the same. 
Yeah. Hopefully he'll chime in and we'll have an answer to that. But he feels the same. He hates Lancero's more than box presses, he said. Good man. <laughs> How about you as somebody who hangs it out of your mouth at Sullivan? I like the round. You would think because well, you don't bite with your teeth, right? Because no. it's perfect for your teeth. I'm with Ed. It feels like hanging it. It's a lot easier with the round. Yeah. In the summer, though, when you're sitting on your deck and you got to lay the cigar down on the table or something, I'd rather have the box press. Well, we'll get to that. Yes. Because I've heard many people say some believe the drawer is better. If rolled correctly, improves the, the flow by box pressing the cigar. In this case, two of us say it improved the flow. Two of us say it hurt the flow. Uh, assuming it's the, the it's the same cigar. We know it's the same cigar. And uh, I got mine. Which one is burning faster? Um Actually, the box, box press is going a little faster for me. Yeah, my box press is almost caught up. Um, so people will argue one to the opposite, you know, complete different uh, arguments that happen there. Let's look at uh, Placencia Almafuerte Sixto. Mm. That is a hexagon six-sided cigar. You know that that has to be a mold. It has to be. That ends up doing that. Again, trying to get information on that, but I wasn't able to. But looking at it, it is uh, very, very sharp edges to it. It's a mold. It's such a shame to say you're not going to smoke a certain shape because the only way you can smoke a Padron anniversary is box-pressed. And it's a great cigar. Right. So you're missing out on that whole flavor because you don't like the way it looks. It's crazy. Yep, these things are happening all the time, though. Uh, as crazy as that is, it's time to ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Premium. Mellow and smooth. <laughs> Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And I know people at home are wondering, does Dave sometimes just shout out, Premium! In the shop. Yes, he does. (laughs) He just stares off at his face and it gets onto his mind and he just blurts it out. He did it this morning. Uh, So William writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject is, ask the Don question. How is the ring gauge on a box-pressed cigar measured, especially on cigars that are almost rectangular? Pressed like Buffalo 10 or St. Francis All Saints, I'm assuming it's measured while they're still in the round prior to entering into the box-pressing phase. Love the show. Signed, Bill. That's the only way it would make sense because there's no way to get square ring gauges because not everybody does it exactly the right. same way so in the case of buffalo 10 it looks like a wafer, wafer. Yep. yeah and, and it in the feels case- more like a 46 than the 50 it actually is right and then i don't remember what brand it was i remember a completely square equal on all four sides box hmm. breast it was pretty odd isn't onyx that no, it wasn't no i onyx. think it was a brand called something like 1792 
There was a red band, a green band, but the, they completely had, square. It's completely square. Yeah, it was weird, right? Yes. So when we're talking box press, one, it's it's a rectangle, right? Yeah. Rectangle of square. That Buffalo Ten is quite a rectangle. Yeah. And Rocky Patel used to make a brand waif, yeah. and I believe even um, uh, Acid had an Acid waif at one time. They discontinued in the Java it. line. Yeah. yeah. Dave, Ryan Seneca wants to know if you know anything about square coins. <laughs> there are square coins, and Aruba has a square coin with a hole in the middle of it, huh. which you could have as a necklace. And then when you need money, you just, just open your necklace and you take your coin out, which is very handy. Is it? Then yeah. everybody knows how much money you have on you because it's right there on your necklace. You tuck it in. Well, how about the people wearing gold and stuff? Imagine all people with and Mr. With, T. Yeah, Mr. T starter set with just um, <laughs> Aruba nickels. I think I'm. I think I'm all set on wearing my money. All right. Early thoughts here. So far, so I asked the chat room which one they yeah. thought was stronger, and 82 percent say the pressed is stronger. Mm. Two got to be two points, right? Yeah, it's about two points difference in yeah. strength scale. I'd say the Aladino box press is full-bodied, and you got a medium-bodied with an, an Aladino Corojo. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, buddy. If if the round is a five, I might give you six on the box press. Maybe seven. <laughs> I don't know about seven. On the retro hail, the box press at the end of the retro hail has a lot more spice than the round. And, of course, I'm at a six to eight. Six to eight. Of course you are. Okay, let's take a break, and when we come back, the history of box press cigars and the top 15 best-selling box press cigars in these shops anyway. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light, for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Yeah, and that's what we're smoking. We're smoking the Aladino Toro, the regular and the box press side-by-side comparison. Is there a difference between box press and round cigars? Right now, I got that a box press is full-bodied. By pressing it, compressing the airflow, this brings a little strength on or something. That's what I'm getting early on, you guys. Uh, I'm the able- flavor is. I mean, I, we're really splitting hairs by saying that there's a dramatic difference. It's not dramatic. No, it's I, subtle. I'd say it's two points. Two points difference is pretty dramatic. One point two five. Okay. <laughs> but I I agree with Barry though on the retro hail. I think you pick up more spice on the box press. It's almost like a slightly floral component on the retro hair on the yeah. round that doesn't exist on the box press. There is, I agree with that. I did get floral and I wrote it down on, especially early on, on the round, whereas the box press was more of that barbecue type spice. So this only came out once 
and we save some for the show in case somebody wants to try the box pressed one. What do they do, Barry? You're going to go to twoguyscigars.com in the search bar. You're going to type cigar bar. And uh, also on the drop-down menu, it'll be listed under Aladino United Cigar Bar. Okay. Um, you can find it both ways. And by Wednesday, it'll be over it, or sooner than Yeah, that? you said Tuesday, but it'll yeah. come off Wednesday morning as soon as I show up at work. So figure 10 to 9 at the latest. All right. So it's a chance in case you want to play this game. But frankly, I like the box press one better. That's a surprise. That's I a do too. There's, there's a little more sweetness, even though it's a little bit stronger. There's more of a subtle sweetness that doesn't exist on the round one. I'll and tell I, you, they both stayed lit during I, the I, break. I was going to say it. They were both lit, but they both just went out on me. So it was too much of a weight. Now I'm going to relight my cigar. How do we relight a cigar, Jonathan? What you do is uh, you wipe off the ash as much as you possibly can, and then you heat up the particulates at the end. But instead of drawing those particulates in, you blow out over the flame and burn them off, and then it's like you never left. That's it. It's all lit nice. I got to do two at once. We had to put the smoke eaters on in here because everybody's smoking two at a time. We've actually doubled sales, so all the retailers out there, uh, do this in, in your lounge because you'll double your sales for the day. I'm torn which one I like better. It's a, it's a tough call. They're different cigars, I think. Yeah, I thought by the end of the first half hour, I would just stick to one and finish it and then go to the other one, but I'm st still side by side. If you had to pick one right now, you got to put one down. If you had to put one down, you the, don't. The box press. You take the box press. Yes. Or you put the box press I put down. the round one down and smoke the box press. I think I would too. Same. Wow. Man, if I had to do it. And the one that he makes on the regular, which is the cigar of the year. Is in the round, and most it's actually probably a good bet to make it round anyway because people are against box press cigars more certainly more than I've never heard anybody against round cigars. Well, as Maduro in this in this line is box press, yeah, except for the Elegante. Nick Buterna has a good idea. He goes, "We should do a show where you give us each a box of cigars and we smoke all twenty at the same time <laughs> to see if they all smoke the same. What was the most? We did a show early on. It was the Contender show. Uh, there were we did eight, eight in the pack. We did all eight at the same time. <laughs> and there were four of us, I think, doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was brutal. 32 cigars going. <laughs> it was brutal. Like, we didn't burn the place down. We had 32 cigars going. The ashtrays were all, It was crazy. Was, was Two that hours. Gentleman Chuck? It had to be. Yeah. Man, he must have been really busy <laughs> trying to run the board and keep eight cigars going. And I remember it because I took a picture of the ashtray after because there were so many cigars. It was crazy, and I still have it on my phone, the picture. Uh, all right, so uh, we got lots of calls from our prediction show, or I got lots of calls from the prediction show. Lots of activity I'm hearing. Uh, it was nice of manufacturers checking in with me and uh, giggling or saying you have something here or somebody's talking to somebody. But um, this week uh, in the Dominican Republic is the Dominican Pro Cigar Festival, and the, the uh, prediction show is continuing uh, down there. People are talking. Things are going on. I'm getting word of what's happening and the word of things that are happening in Nicaragua, too. So uh, people are talking. P people I didn't expect ever to see together uh, together. I showed you a couple pictures yeah. of people together that was like, I didn't show you, Barry. I got to show <laughs> you after the show. 
Look forward to it. Yeah, you'll, you'll be like, wow, you wouldn't expect these people to be together, but here they are. So they're talking, so we'll see where that goes. I'm going to have to remember next year doing this, I need to do it after Pro Cigar Festival, not before, mm. because there's lots of juice that happens there, lots going on. They're all, they all get together. Of course. So, so um, did you ever go? Nope. No? All right. No. Um, all right, so what have we learned so far? History of box pressing cigar. The origins of box pressing trace back to pre-embargo Cuban cigars. Uh, the reason behind that uh, box pressing um, is speculation, but I'm pretty sure uh, that's what ended up happening. They're trying to get the air out of the boxes. So it dispels the myth that it was ship captains using a cider press so that the box press cigar didn't roll into the map box <laughs> and burn the ship to the water. Yeah, so that's why they did it, and um, because freshly rolled cigars are damp and somewhat workable, they can be compressed into a shape before they're placed into the box or after they're in the box and then compressed at that point while they're still wet. I saw that in Cuba. They're boxing cigars. They are still moist when the cigars are done. They're just freshly rolled, and then the box is closed on it, and then at the end of it, you've got a slightly box-pressed cigar. Um, what consumers say is what Jonathan say, that box pressing began to maximize uh, space in the boxes, like I said, but others say it began to prevent cigars from rolling off the table after they were lit. And then it would go back to, oh, ship's captains mm-hmm. didn't like the cigar rolling off the table, uh, put it in the ashtray or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just a made-up story. You know, imagine being the guy, though, who's like, we're wasting all of this ash on the floor. We could... Put it in a bowl instead. Yeah, who's the guy that invented the ashtray? That's what I want to know. Who is he? No, he's he's genius. a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ashtrays, the stinky car ashtray, right? Yeah. When you got a box press, do you put it in sideways? I do. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I always do. Yes. <laughs> it just seems wrong to put it in the other way, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. Man, the two of you are just both firing <laughs> on all cylinders today. You're well, I have the same on the same he wavelength. He knows that's what I use in the car. Yeah, right? That's what I use too. But right. I, well, I've never you? once ever paid attention to how I put the cigar in the hole. Well, you the hole. should. I, I, should I? Yes. Then I'd be like the two of you. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. You could do worse. There we go. It's true. Today's popularity of box pressing is owed to the Padron 1964 anniversary. I think I'll smoke that later today, uh, which would have been a good second cigar to go to, but we only have two today. Uh, the Padron 1964 anniversary celebrated the 30th anniversary of Padron in 1994. With that, other brands followed suit, and lots of them. Now, you could go back and you could look at possibly Henry Clay. Mm-hmm. And say, well, that was before Padron, Henry Clay, but that wasn't evenly box pressed. That was put into a bundle, strapped, and misformed the cigar. Right. Remember how bad that was? Oh, yeah. They were delicious. Delicious though. cigars. <laughs> um, so, right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. 
Asylum cigars. <laughs> <laughs> but before you start this, yes, my apologies before to Before you start this, yes. ladies, now would be the time to leave the room if you're easily offended. They've been clean. Like, they've been clean lately, and everybody yeah, said yeah. they want the dirty no, one. So I write a do. dirty one, and my apologies. So Jonathan, you don't even know what's coming. I you have an idea. He saw the last line based on what's in the news, <laughs> and I'm nervous. Oh, really? We've all heard it's so cold out you could freeze your balls off, and that almost happened to a cross-country skier during the Olympics. With temperatures of balmy minus 16 degrees, the 50-kilometer race was shortened to 30 kilometers, but that wasn't enough to prevent Finnish skier Remy Lindholm from getting one of the worst sports injuries of all time, a frozen penis. No word if you got anybody to drop to his knees to warm up his popsicle, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. <laughs> Ryan Seneca says, not sure I've heard any historic news stories in this segment. It's usually Barry making genital jokes. Yes, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, the after show today, we are going to be talking about customer service versus bad customers. little something we did on our little um, clubhouse uh, meeting we did on Tuesday, which was odd. Mm. But it was Super Tuesday. It was two. Tuesday, two two two. Two, 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 two. So we celebrated and went 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 on to clubhouse and uh, talked bad about customers in <laughs> 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 customer service. Head to head, they went to battle. But I would say, as of late, the customer has been losing. They've been acting up across the across the world. Across the world, there's bad attitudes going on. But uh, we'll see how that improves. Hopefully, everybody will just start chilling out and being nice. Right? That's what you got to do. All right. Um, so remember the old days, the old cigars that came out? We mentioned Henry Clay that was strapped in the way it was. Um, there was a release that happened uh, earlier this year, which was something that came out talking about uh, remembering box press and, and when this started out. And I believe this was in the, in the mid-'90s when Alec Bradley came out with Trilogy. Which was a triangle box cigar. And it was a harder box press than the triangle that came out recently. They re-released it. We have them on twoguyscigars.com. You still have it? Still have a few oh, in stock. I haven't even seen one. Next, come by, Dash, or right. I'll give I'll you some. By. <laughs> so it is less than pointed? It's not pointed at all. Okay, it's just rounded. It's rounded. It doesn't really look like the triangle it used to. Okay. Um, you remember that? Yeah. When I first started getting into cigars in the late 90s, it came out maybe around 2000, 2001. And that's a shape that makes no sense. Triangle. No, but it was really a good value cigar, and it sold like crazy back in those days. And I couldn't believe when they discontinued. I'm like, what are they doing? This thing is hot. It was for us anyway, but they discontinued it. And they, and can they you fit it, more it, in the box when they're triangle? Because you, you can flip them upside down. Yeah, and how, right are they, how are they boxed? They're in a fake cigar purse. Oh. We're in the, I think they were boxed the way Jonathan just yes. described originally, alternating which way they were laying. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought of, I, I actually saw a thing on TV of a pizza place that makes pizzas. Instead of round, they make the pizza long like that. And then the slices are cut like that, and then you have slices straight across. And I said, I'm going to have to try that when the, the poor people that are listening on the podcast right now. Why? Isn't that interesting? You talk with your hands. Oh. <laughs> so it, it's an oval, long oval pizza, and then instead of slicing it like you'd slice a pizza, you, you 
They make little 30, triangles. 30 triangles. degree angles to create yeah. a triangle. All the way across, and then you get there's your 10 slices across or whatever number you have. Pretty interesting. I'm going to be doing that. I'm glad. All right. <laughs> Happy for you. Uh, we mentioned the Waif, Rocky Patel uh, put out. I, I believe that he's the one that created the Waif originally uh, for Java. And then later on, there became a Drew Estate um, acid waif that came out. And then both of them were discontinued for whatever reason. We killed with that waif. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, it was, it was a big seller for us. And that went away. And I created something years ago called the Carpenter's Pencil. So I created a regular pencil, which was modeled after the number two pencil, my favorite pencil. And <laughs> it's everybody's favorite pencil, right? Whatever happened to the number three pencil? That's what I want to know. It was a know. loser. Number two was much, much better. And how small was the number one? If you notice what I use here, it's a number two pencil. That's what I always mm. have. And the number... The Carpenter's Pencil, if you remember that, and when I used to be a disc jockey... I worked at a bowling alley, a nightclub attached to a bowling alley. And in the DJ booth, you know, you're taking notes and you got to uh, for requests. requests and things. He would never play them, but he'd no. write them down like he was going to. But it was always a big stack of, of those um, bowling pencil. pencils, right? Which is a carpenter's pencil, which is flat. So I actually made... I, brought a carpenter's pencil into a factory once and said, make me a cigar that looks like that. And we still have it to this day. Yep. Dos Ombre carpenter's pencil. That must be online, right? Do yeah, you sell it's on twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. I don't think we've ever smoked <clears throat> that cigar on the show. Uh, or brought it up or talked about it or anything. Dave, I think we have, because I think you brought the little toolbox that they came in mm, at yeah. the time on the stage. For educational content, pencil makers manufacture number one, two, two point five, three, and four pencils. Which is the most popular. And they're all like the same size. It's just the lead that's yes. different. Right. right. The higher the number, the harder the core and lighter the markings. Yep. Number two right here. So the number one would be the darkest. Because the graphite is the softest? Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. So maybe when we go to break... Riveting. Grab the grab the United pencil box, and we'll bring it up. And what in case you gotta have smoke a different cigar? Yeah, we're right? gonna let the end of the next half hour. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to it. Uh, but that's a, the only ones I can think of that were very odd um, type of things. Everybody else is just pretty much just copying. Well, you got Yagua, which is mm. yes, it's a, a multi sided cigar. To say it's box pressed would be an exaggeration. It's kind of triangular. It's ugly. It's yeah. Tastes good. Misshapen. Yeah. And it only comes in once in a while. Right. So we have Eric uh, Newman coming up for April, I believe. He's coming in April to come and do a show. I'd love to get the Yagua for the care package so everybody can smoke that. Mm. So I know he's listening. So I would love that. That would be a good one uh, to end up having well, for the show. You spoke to him this week about the acquisition, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, just so you know, at the, at the day of this show, we would need those cigars in two weeks to have them for the April care package. Whew. We'd have to have them by March well, 15th. August, August. Oh, you said April. Oh, I meant August. All right. So by July 15th, All we right. would need them. All right. He's going to be calling. I'm going to just <laughs> check my phone. I know you're listening, Eric. Because he tells me all these mistaken, you know, of, oh, I thought it was funny. And uh, even his wife listens to the show and likes it. 
Our Sorry. apologies for the mm-hmm. asylum segment. Yes. Yeah. Don't go back to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So final thoughts here, or we're going to keep going after the break anyway, but I would say what, I, what came down, and I was tempted to do this in advance, but I didn't, side by side. It absolutely made the box press one full of body. Neither cigar would you smoke and not know you smoked a cigar. They're both full flavored. Mm-hmm. I just, I think we're splitting hairs by saying one is definitely stronger than the other. They're pretty damn close. I do. Red Hot Fireball. Take the box pressed. Red Hot Fireballs. Think of Red Hot. Remember the little candy mm-hmm. ones you have? The cinnamon. And then less, far less on the round one. More floral. Mm-hmm. The flavors are are slightly different. I just don't. I don't think that I would say one is definitely stronger than the other. All right, that's you, Barry. I disagree with Jonathan. Shocker! I think yeah. the box press is stronger, especially on the front end of it. Uh, there's more spice and a little bit more strength on the retro hail compared to the round one. I don't think it's too like Dave says, but box press definitely has a little bit more strength. Ed Sullivan, what do you say? I'd say the box press has a little more strength. The uh, <clears throat> the round, uh, it seems like a more elegant smoke, more refined. If you had your choice to the same exact price now that you smoked them side by side, what are you picking? Box press. And you don't like box press. No. But you'd pick the box press over it. Mm-hmm. I think I would, too. I and would. I, this is a cigar of the year. And I'd say the box press a little better. And, so, and as far as how they smoked in 50 minutes or so that we got in. Yeah, mine evened out for sure. Pretty much the same. And yeah. I tried to hit them like you did. I tried to pay attention and go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, I went strictly to the box press now. So I'm going to finish this one off by the end of the break and then finish off the round. All right. All right. And would you, would you buy the box press before you buy the round? Yeah, especially since... Once they're gone, they're gone. Well, the limited nature of it would definitely steer me toward the box press. All right. They're 6 by 50 both of them, and they are the Aladino. um, Regular Aladino Corojo, great cigar. The box press available while we still have some uh, just to play this game. Let's take a break, and when we come back, the top 15 best-selling box press cigars, at least here, and probably uh, mostly everywhere. But... um, we got some mail, we got a poll question of the week, and lots more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month, and we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. 
is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua today. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. 
Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We're back. We're talking about box press cigars today and we're doing a side-by-side comparison with the Aladino and the Aladino Cigar Bar. Same exact cigar, supposedly, yet one taste stronger, more flavor, And I think it's the box press. I think it has condensed the cigar into um, more flavor. Yeah, it's just like a Cuban sandwich down in, you know, Miami. We're <laughs> talking about the that, food. Yeah, it put tastes, it into a panini, right? Yeah, when it's pressed, it's more robust, pronounced flavors versus when it's not. All right. Um, so we, we have... Uh, here that we can jump in anytime you want. We brought it up here. Those that are looking at it, you see a, a little toolbox that's here. It says Dos Hombres, Dos Hombres uh, here. And inside is the pencil. And the pencil is, um, do you have the size on that, Barry? Yeah, I do. I just got to switch uh, windows over here. And it is, uh, it's little. Six by 36. Six by 36. But it feels smaller. Because it's box press. Yeah. It yes. feels more like so a 32. And it's a Maduro. created a box press Lancero. <laughs> wow. No, it would your, be a, your gears are spinning it, right it now. It would be mm. seven inches. Seven by 38. Yeah. It's six. Yeah, so it's a petite <laughs> Lancero. <laughs> the man who hates Lanceros made a Lancero. And is proud of it. And the only one, I think. Has anyone ever done this? Uh, There was a company called Santos de Miami that had a box press Lancero back in the day. Really? So that's it anyway. Jump in whenever you, if you you need to smoke another cigar, there it is. Uh, And they sell it. Yeah, they're two dollars each, or you can get a bundle of twenty for twenty nine ninety nine, which comes out to a dollar fifty per cigar, uh, which is a savings of twenty five percent. And if you can't find them at your local brick and mortar, try two guys cigars. We're the only ones that have. Them. Yes, <laughs> we've never put it out there for any anyone else. And we, so you know, they don't come in the toolbox. That's just a display yeah. here in the store. They come in a bundle, like the rest of our dust on my line. Yeah. Uh, Okay, big thank you to everybody out there that is uh, sharing our stuff. And, and we're saying, um, especially like on Facebook, uh, we're not even out there anymore. We, we post it. We're live right now. We're and, live now with and nobody's two, watching. two people. Two people. I'm one of them. Yeah. yeah, we're shadow banned. I don't even share it anymore because it affects my next couple of postings after I share it. Yeah. Um, it's, so. a, it's a serious thing of the past. I feel bad for the some podcasts that the bulk of their listenership was on just on uh, Facebook. Yep. Uh, it, it's going away. If, if you say the word cigar, smoking, and yeah. as I'm saying these things, yeah. these are triggers that shut it off yeah. and make it so you can't be heard. Um, with that in mind, keep in mind that we are not just on Facebook and YouTube. And podcasting is important because that is our, we own the podcast yeah. that we have. So people can't. That'll always that. be there. Yeah. But but um, we also posted on MeWe, Odyssey. Odyssey. O-D-Y-S-E-E is just like a YouTube um, that doesn't stop you from doing stuff. So just gear up for this stuff and, you know, load up the Odyssey, subscribe to it. When the shit hits the fan, um, it'll you'll, you'll be, be able ready. to find us. And certainly on the, on the um, 
on the podcast. There was a reason someone had written in this week asking about Rumble. Is there a reason we went Odyssey over Rumble? No, it, it's Didn't Rumble, Rumble went ha- off the air oh, and then okay. went back, remember? Didn't they also have like a time constraint where we wouldn't be able to have the full two-hour episode on there? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of our colleagues in media were going to Odyssey, so that, you know, seemed to be yeah, the place. Yeah, we were all most chatting with each other and said, what do you, what do you think? Behind the good. scenes, yeah. I think it was sort of agreed, okay, this is the one. Yeah. All right, so I have the top 15 according within our store of, um, and I only have 15 because I couldn't get to 20. So we don't have all that many. And if you look at number 15, you'll you'll understand that, okay, I was out of cigars because number 15 is Opus X Perfection 77, which is the shock, right? And it's box-pressed Opus X. How many boxes of those do you think you sell in Not a many. year? <laughs> Not many. Not many. Moving up to LFD Chisel, if you want to call that box-pressed. Yeah, that's box-pressed. Chisel down, right? Um, number 13 is Davidoff Nicaraguan box-pressed. Yep. Buffalo 10. It's only been here for a short period of time. Am I hearing ringing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Churches in service. Sometimes <laughs> I just hear this stuff, so that's why I mention it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> number 12 is Buffalo 10. Already. New to us. We're talking $5 for a, it's the a cigar. It's a great cigar. And it is more waifed than box oh, yeah. press. I already right? had to put a reorder in because uh, we're out of online, at least. We're out of the Connecticut's in the full bundle format. Boy, mm. those already j- jumping like crazy. Number 11 is Hammer and Sickle Hermitage, which you, uh, great cigar, yeah. you just mentioned earlier. And while we're on the Hammer and Sickle Hermitage, you just got some breaking news. Yeah, Governor Sununu here in the state of New Hampshire just signed an executive order banning all Russian-made and Russian-branded alcohol from the state liquor stores. But which, not cigars, so you can still- Well, they don't sell cigars over in the liquor store. <laughs> right. but Yeah, he controls it. State liquor stores state, and the state yeah. controls ah. it. But Hammer and Sickle Vodka, which is available... In was the, available at the, the state liquor, liquor store. store. It was well, there on Tuesday. So I wonder if it's still there and they're going to just sell it out or they... I'm going to stop by the liquor store on the way home. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little research. <laughs> what a shame because they didn't do anything. They're just a U.S. company that the, you know... Made, it's made in Russia, I yeah, believe, and yeah. has the... Hammer and sickle, but without the star, so it's not communist. Yeah. It represents the working people. I, you know, I just said it the other day. I'm watching the news, and I go, I hope this doesn't affect them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to affect them in a big way. Mm-hmm. What a shame. What a yeah, shame. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to share it, but I think they're working on a cigar that's going to have no Russian branding, like uh, the Hermitage. And, yeah. Um, so that might be making a debut some point this year. Yeah, maybe he has to switch it, switch it up, or do something. What a shame! What a shame! Um, and as far as cigars go, we sell what we want, right? We're going to sell hammer and cigars. Yeah, you're independently owned; it's your decision. But I do know there are some retailers out there that won't touch it because of the logo. Well, um, number ten is yet Cuban, which yeah. is communist. Yes. They'll still smoke them. They'll still get them on vacation. Cohiba Monte Cristo is fine, right? <laughs> it's okay. Um, Sin Compromiso. Mm-hmm. Number Steve 10. Saka. Very Number solid. 10. Uh, Perla Del Mar, number nine. The interesting thing here is 
very expensive and budget, very expensive <laughs> and budget. So it doesn't matter when it comes to it. The cost to do that is just labor intensive. That's all. There's that's no it. cost on there. Uh, so Pearl Del Mar at number nine. Well, you're they're putting them in molds anyway. So it, if you're going to put them in a mold, what difference does it make if it's a box, boxy mold or a tray or whatever? Well, I don't think Pearl Del Mar is. Pearl Del Mar is sharp edge. Yeah. yeah. It's a mold, yeah. Uh, United Cigar. Mm-hmm. Box breast. I think it's box press, not a uh, mold. Those are pretty hard. It yeah? Just, yeah, that, yeah, that has to be a mold. Um, All Saints St. Saint Francis. Mm. Kind of soft pressed. That's soft pressed. Yeah. yeah. Aganosa, Connecticut. Definitely they they have they have to be doing that in a tray, and then they're applying the wrapper afterwards because that's a thin wrapper. Yeah. Oliva Series V Milano. There's a popular one. Mm. That's, uh, that's right up the Aroa. Yeah. Box pressed. Um Padrone Anniversario, Anniversary. Padrone Anniversary is number three. Rocky Patel, 1990 and 92, I put together because they're both block pressed. And uh, all Padrone, 1964, Family Reserve and 26s, I put those together. Except for the 90. It's the only one that's in the mm -hmm. round. And... The one in the tube. That's it, the 90. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got the cream color tube and the red yeah, tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke's very different. More pronounced than what we did today. That 90 is well, very it, different. It doesn't have a box press version of that. Right, but it's different than any other Padron yeah. on yeah. the market. Yes. And Padron does have box press tubes. It's a different cigar. Different cigar. That seems a little softer box press in the tube, too. Maybe. Yeah, and the ones the box press, they don't have that dominant cedar that the non-tube ones have. Very different as well. Well, and, and the only Padrone anniversary in cellophane is the ones in tubes. Yes. Although I, I well, heard the that 80th, they were going... The 80th is coming in cellophane because they had some serious damage issues with those. Okay. All right, so there's the top 15 uh, according to our cash register of, of what's been happening uh, lately anyway on it. And it's time for the poll question of the week brought to you by Victor Sinclair. The question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And the question was inspired by a listener of the show who called me up saying it would be great if there was a way to add cigars to their care package shipment to avoid the shipping costs. And it says it on the postcard every yeah. week. So is I, there a postcard in the pack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I asked for those Which of you who get the care time. package, are you aware there's a postcard in each shipment? And 20% of the people did not realize there was a postcard in each and every shipment. You get cigar blinded, I feel like. You know what's in there. So you just you pulling out the cigars to see what they are. All the goofy pictures we've been putting on the back of those cards. All and a lot of people that said they've seen it, they said they've collected and saved every postcard that we've done. That they look forward to the back of the postcard more than the information on the front. Those people need to get a real hobby. <laughs> right. But and this week, there's another question of the week on thecigarauthority.com. And it caters to this show and the cigars we are smoking. Uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag on this one. We want to know which one you like better. We'll share those answers next week. Go to thecigarauthority.com. You'll see the Versus segment graphic on the right-hand side. Vote, and we'll share your opinions. Okay, next week on the show is sexism. Is there sexism in the cigar industry? We're leaving Barry out on that one, mm -hmm. and that's not... Uh, uh, HR wouldn't let me be here. There we go. Uh, Barry is taking the week off, but... Um, 
We'll we'll get into that of sexism in the cigar industry. Moving ahead, um, on March 12th, we have Ram for El Artista coming in. Um, Ram is um, the guy running El Artista in the Dominican Republic. He has the Big Poppy cigar. He also has the Buffalo 10. Uh, we will smoke the Big Poppy and uh, introduce the Stadium Series 2 um, that will... Be here by then, right? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we, um, and he he's not actually coming in. He'll be on Zoom. You're doing the Zoom, yeah. You and know, Oliver found out for you. We we will have the big poppy firecrackers to show you. We'll have uh, lots uh, with him, um, and then um, on the 19th, I got personal stories of cigar brands and their owners. So here's where I get myself in trouble. <laughs> also. Trouble. Um, um, but uh, personal stories of cigar brands and their owners coming up on March 19th. The calendar is getting filled after that because uh, the weather is breaking by mm -hmm. then and everybody wants to come up. So uh, it will be a full agenda uh, all the way through the summer for sure. And hopefully we don't get a blizzard on April 1st when we're doing our anniversary <laughs> party because somebody oh. shared the graphic of the 1997 oh, yeah. April, April Fool's, Fool's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah, because we do have an outdoor event. That's happening early on, mm. and a rain date for it. But if it's if it's a blizzard, it's, that will not happen. Huh. We'll come up with something yeah. even better. But donuts, just get in the van and just rip donuts in an empty parking lot for a while. Oh, I go to different donut places. <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> never going to mention eating donuts. If I say donuts, it's something else. All right, so. As I'm getting down low on the cigar bar one, the box press mm -hmm. one, it's getting kind of bittery. It was darker. There were a, uh, a leathery component. Um, I could see the bitterness, but yeah. it definitely became darker. Yeah, I'm going to relight up. I, I just put the regular round one down and said, okay, let me just go to the one I like. And as I'm getting down to the first band on it, I'm like, okay, that's getting a little harsh on me now. Yeah, I nubbed it. That's what I got yeah. left. Ooh, good job. So I'm not one of, of those guys with a toothpick in it, no. <laughs> okay. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Wow. The apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> keeps talking. I, I think he's talking about from, a coin. That was a, that was a couple of weeks ago, so I'll get some new audio from him this week. It just seemed like there was too much dead air, so I had to fill it. There we go. Good. That's James. Uh, he is uh, nine months old now. He's almost ready, almost walking, almost. Is that good? Nine months? Yeah. Yeah? I got an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Solved. Solved. Problem solved. You got to get me one of those. That never happens. Okay. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we got an uh, email to get to, a prize to give away, and lots more. Uh, we're talking box press cigars today, and uh, I'm going to probably go a little longer, and then I'm going to go one for one of these carpenter's pencils and see what a $2 cigar tastes like. It's been a long time since I smoked one of these. We'll be back in just a minute 
We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from The Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Jose Dominguez Jose Dominguez Jose Jose, Jose Dominguez. Did you know Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the very best blend for his namesake? Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. Now anyone that's tried one will tell you, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. So next time you light up, make it the best. Make it a Jose Dominguez cigar. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. Jose. Jose Dominguez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. 
And we are back. We're smoking the Aladino 50 by 6 Toro versus the Box Press. I had a little interesting factoid I told you the other day, Mr. J. I asked you the size of a certain cigar. Do you remember this downstairs? And said, what is the size? Is it 50 by 6 or is it ah, 6 by yes. 50? Barry, listen to this. Hmm. So uh, he says, oh, it's 50 by 6. I said, oh, that's Julio Aroa made that cigar. And he goes, why do you say that? I said, because it's always the ring gauge before the size <laughs> on every single thing he ever made. Yep. And you can look at even Abuelo that he makes for us, that it's the ring gauge before the size. Mm. The stuff that he makes for his, his other son, Christian, mm. the same thing. Yep. It's always that way and no one else. So if you ever see it look like that and you wonder who, you can be a, a smart ass and say, oh, I know who makes this, just looking at it because it's going to be the ring gauge before the size. Instead of 6 by 50, it's going to be 50 by 6. six. All right, light up your carpenter's pencil so we can start the total Lancero takeover <laughs> of the show. So the, the Lancero. Um, I'll take one. Barry, get, the, get uh, one for me, too, Barry, if you would. Sure. The March care package is on the way? Uh, credit cards get billed tomorrow. They'll ship Monday. All right. And if you're not in the Cigar Authority care package, what are you waiting for? Because we did some math the other day, and uh, it's, uh, we're losing money on it. <laughs> and getting an awful lot of value there. Yeah. You, you continue to not do that, but... Um, we're going to make it up in volumes is what the answer is going to be. So this is the Carpenter's Pencil, available in one wrapper. That's it. We don't say it's Maduro. We just say Carpenter's Pencil, period. Yep, but, but it's it listed looks- under Dos Hombre Dominican Maduro if you're looking for it oh, on the all right. site. Okay. Decent draw. Mm-hmm. Very decent. And it does make my fingers look fat if you want. <laughs> Raisins. Nobody was wondering. Yeah. So just like you said, Jonathan, on this lighter, held in my hand, and yeah, I actually turned, turned the wheel, and I, and I lowered, the, lowered the volume. It's time for the best email of the week, <laughs> brought to you by Monte Cristo Let's Cigars. go right into that. This week's prize is a toque, also known as a winter cap. You Perfect have right now. a coffee mug, you have some rum chata, you've got a candle, a letter opener, and a pack of hot chocolate. Really good hot chocolate. High quality. you got to add the rum chata in the I didn't know. chocolate when you make it. Did, this is the last week for our prize. Next week we'll have a new prize, so Ed, I'll send you all uh, that Did you see on the hot chocolate that it's premium? It is premium. <laughs> premium. Wrong, wrong, wrong commercial, guys. Yeah, oh. What is it? Ghirardelli? Ghirardelli? Yeah. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Bradley writes, What is better than gathering around with friends and having a cigar? Nothing. Why not extend events to include the remaining members of the podcast in having their events too? On Barry's birthday, you could do a <laughs> Miami theme, have food and drinks that Miami is known for. On Dave's birthday, you could do a family day. Have the family come for food and games for the little kids. This is for what? I have no idea. <laughs> On Ed's birthday, you could do a jazz bar theme with a live singer. And I'm mysteriously why? left out of this. I don't know why. On no, each not event, why? Why would Ed want a jazz singer? I don't. I don't know. I didn't write the email. I'm just reading it. So go to the beginning of that again. 
What's stuff. better than gathering around with friends and having a cigar? Okay. Why not extend events to include the remaining members of the podcast in oh. having their events too? So maybe that's because the you have the, the meatball. Yeah, you have the meatball. The meatball, meatball. was your event. Now why, why do we just we do don't it have you that. and we don't have our own? So, okay, that, I'm, I'm understanding it. Is that where it ends? Yeah. I, I don't want a jazz thing. What would you want your birthday party to be? Just me. Yeah. And a fudgy of the whale cake. <laughs> yes. Strippers and blow for me. <laughs> Barry's done birthday parties, though. Did you do a birthday party, Barry? My wife's done blow before. <laughs> my wife's done, uh, did one for my 50th. Lost the invitation. <laughs> Lost the invitation. Yeah, I wasn't invited no. to that one either. No. Mysterious. Okay. Uh, Steve writes through the contact us who, page. Who was the first guy's name? That was Bradley. Bradley. Okay, Bradley. A little weak. Of the okay. com. <laughs> Hi, guys. Enjoyed the prediction show, but I think it would have been fun to reveal how many things you got right from last year's prediction show. I didn't hear that in the recent episode. Go back and listen and let us know. Because <laughs> we, we already did this. Do we want to go back and listen to the show no. again? To see? But I have, I have it written down somewhere. There's, all these things. there's a couple of things going on, too. There's stuff that is absolute 100% fact that you're not supposed to know. And you don't disclose that because it was said to you in confidence. So there's that side of predictions of things that. Yeah, you, you can't call that a prediction. I know. It's happening. Yeah. And then there's the stuff that you make up. Yeah, and- I'm pretty sure you were below the Mendoza line. I remember putting a press release out on something because it was absolutely happening. And then it didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> but it, it was happening, but it didn't happen because I announced it. And I feel to this day terrible about it. It changed the outcome. The outcome because I said something. Mm. I just jumped the gun. And, and you feel bad about that. I do. Well, you're going to have to learn to live with that. Yeah. Is this why you make up all the uh, predictions? Yes, I have <laughs> make them up. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Alex, who we haven't heard from in a while, writes a pertinent question for Saturday's show. Hey, guys, I hope you are all well. Let's assume I made some witty jokes, you all laughed, and the punchline involved Mr. J. Okay. If a company could box press a Lancero and get it out to market, would Dave be more offended or would Ed be more offended? Warm regards, and I mean it. It's 82 and sunny here. Signed, Alex. Here it is. (laughs) Box Press Lancero. It's been out for years. It doesn't sell all that well. It actually, we don't have concrete data on it because it sells out faster than we can restock it. So it does sell well. It just sells out quickly. $2. It's a good tweener, right? We need a little something extra. It's a good tweener. Tastes good. It's not offensive. I just I can't believe it that again. I was today number of days old when I realized that you created a Lancero <laughs> and box pressed it. And you do all this I just shitting. realized it today, too. You spent <laughs> all I, this time shitting on Lanceros, and you invented one. So I wonder if, when I said this to them, they made the cigar, and they just grabbed the Lancero and box pressed it and said, this is what you're looking for? And they, it was seven inches. They cut it down to six and No, because the pencils are 28. No, but a regular Lancero. Okay. They took a regular Lancero, 
box pressed it, and they said that's it because it is the exact thing of a Lancero, right? Petite, uh, yeah. I thought it was 36. No. 34? What's a Lancero size? Uh, Lancero by 38. 38. Yeah. Although a lot of people do a 40. So, so this, this is one. thinner than a Lancero. Yes. Wow. It was the pencil I brought in. You know, I said, here you go. Make well, this. What impact does the box press have on finger fatness? It, they're very fat. So you think it's worse with a box press? Depends on how you're holding it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, the tins are 5 by 36, so maybe they just make them an inch longer and press them. Hmm. So I vote for Alex. <coughs> I know that the emails were a little lackluster this they week. They were. Somebody gets a prize for this? That's the rules, man. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'll, I'll give it to Alex, too, unless these guys... Nah, I, I have no opinion at all. All right, Alex, <laughs> you win. <laughs> wow, so send your cards and letters to John, the Cigar Authority. Contact, contact us. us page. If only I read it three times, for each, you know, once for each email, you'd remember. I'm trying to kill some time, <laughs> if, if you didn't notice. We're way short, but you, you want to move it along. You want to move it along, so we'll do that. We moved it along. It's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as two ninety nine for the Corona, and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between, with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic Cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20, and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. What I think will be awesome is if this ends up being the fastest show ever, then you got no gripes. Yeah, my gripe would be that I have three other people in the panel just move things along and add nothing to it. <laughs> when I had a pause and I had nothing else to say, it was completely dead air. I think Nobody Ed, added anything, I, so I we think, got Raisin Toast. I think Ed did a good job with the Raisin Toast. <laughs> Ed did a good job in the Classic Three-Way last week. Cause I was won. the winner. He was the winner. So I have five questions and no tiebreakers. Oh, boy. It's over to you. You could just draw a line and I say... Can't. That's not how it works. This one's the tiebreaker. Nope. Can't do it. Uh, Today is February 26th. Ed Sullivan. Michael Jackson's Thriller album goes to number one today and stays number one for 37 weeks. It all started today. What year was that? I have no idea, and Jonathan's going to know. He's going to know it. um, 1983. 83, says. I'm going 82. 82. 80. 80. Somebody has two points. Ed Sullivan. Damn it. 83, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan, I have only one thing to say to that. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Mr. Jonathan, this one you should get. I should have got the last one. I know. You should get them all. Johnny Cash, American country singer. I walked the line, ring of fire, boy named Sue. He was born in Arkansas today. 
What year? 1944. 44. 1926. 26. Uh, 1937. 37. Everybody is over. Well, well he, he was old. Not the Ring of Fire? Ring of Fire is great. Ring of Fire is good. That, Folsom uh, Prison Blues. Tennessee Flat Top, uh, flat top uh, Blues. Then there were the American recordings, right, where he did covers of yeah. like Hurt. Hurt was great. Mm, that was great. All right. The biopic was good, too. That was, what was it, Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin, yeah. That was really good. All right, Barry Stein. Not insulting you. It just happens to be the next question. <laughs> okay. God. Antone Fats Domino, <laughs> American rhythm and blues uh, star, found early landed. on rock you and totally roll era. <laughs> Blueberry Hill, uh, Blue Monday. He was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Fats Domino today. So you know that 1922 was Johnny Cash. Fats Domino. 23. 23. Mm, 1925. 25. 1901. 25 will take it. It's 28. Ed Sullivan with three points. Goose egg for Barry and Mr. J. And two questions left, so you could possibly do something. It's possible. It's unlikely. Um, this is going over to Ed Sullivan. Levi Strauss. Strauss? Levi Strauss. The guy that made the jeans? German-born American clothing designer who founded the first company to manufacture blue jeans, Levi Strauss, was born today. Levi Strauss, born today. 1827. 1827. He says like he knows it. 1844. Four. 1792. <laughs> <laughs> you said 1827? Mm -hmm. 1829. Oh, yeah. You get another I, point. I knew him well. And you're... This now unreachable. <laughs> unreachable, but we have to get to this question anyway because we have time to kill. <laughs> I love I love this game. I know you do. Maybe it's going to be five to nothing it to could nothing. Be. Oh, that'd be Complete awesome. It's never happened. It's over to Mr. Jonathan, mm -hmm. and this is really to you, Ed Sullivan. Really? Coincidentally, we huh. had a conversation about this today. Tony Randall. Oh, no. Leonard Rosenberg, his real name is an American actor. He was Felix on The Odd Couple. He was born in Tusla, Oklahoma today. Tony Randall. What year? 1935. 35. 42. 42. 1926. Everybody's over 1920. Uh. Four to nothing to nothing, though. You still had a shutout, Ed Sullivan. And tell me about Tony Randall, what you told me today. Uh, there was an episode with him in court explaining why you can never assume. And he drew it out on the board for the judge because you make an ass out of you and me. That's where it came from. No kidding. How do you like that? And that was the conversation today. You wonder what we talk about in the mornings? We, you wonder? This just came out, and I said, and I knew it was on here, and I didn't say anything to him. Huh. I'm like, wow, that's going to be interesting that... How Tony Randall. You, how do you bring up We've Tony never Randall? talked about no. Tony Randall before. Or he's, the odd couple. He's not. We've talked about the odd couple before. We are the odd couple, just so you yeah, know. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's very fair. <laughs> we are the odd couple. Well, and who's who? He's Felix, right? Yeah. yeah. How am I Felix? 
Your desk is way messier than mine is right now. You do the cooking and the cleaning. True. Yeah. True. Except for the ashtrays. By the way. Felix was the neat one, so if his right. desk is messier, that would make him Oscar. So, yeah. Except he knows nothing about sports. Oscar was a sports writer. Yeah. Mm. So, in my office, I have six ashtrays. <laughs> Boy. Did you notice today? He used every one of them. He, did, he every day he goes in and he uses every one. That so is not clean true. All six ashtrays. That is. So I took them all out and I put one ashtray in there. I'm putting a ring doorbell in your office from now on, <laughs> and we're going to record all of these bullshit conversations. So there's one ashtray left. You're going to yeah, there's only ashtrays and stuff. It's because I had to clean six ashtrays every day. So there's one ashtray in there, and he comes in with his cigar all week. And he ashes it before he gets in there and says, see my cigar? It takes so long to walk to his office. Sometimes I've built up an ash. I can't help it. You know, Ted Hughes brings up an interesting point. Oscar, or uh, Felix was not a fan of Oscar's cigars. Remember, Oscar smoked cigars. He let him, though. He didn't like it, though. He went around and cleaned his ashtrays and stuff, and he was at the poker game even before they did it. I went and saw the... um, Felix, well, Tony Randall, and Oscar both um, late bef- before they passed away, and they did the play, um, The Odd Couple, in Boston. That, that was after Quincy Emmy? Yeah, after everything was done. They were old, and they did it anyway. And hmm. uh, Must I, have been funny. It was good. It was it, the same exact play as mm-hmm. the play that they did, you know, and he had that throat surgery his voice oh, yeah. was all messed up but uh so it was kind of sad yeah it wasn't funny it was just that sad. was funny it was good they did yeah. a good job you you would think they would but it's different than the tv show but it was good i don't want you to be offended i put the dust hombre carpenter down uh i'm lighting up the new terra nova cigar yeah. Just came in on Friday. They're available on twoguyscigars.com. Because they're not available here. No, because they came in on Friday. <laughs> so so you could have just brought some of them to me because you were coming here from there. They're in the uh, tra- I see you have in one transfer. in your hand, so you yes. took care of you. I took one today, this morning. I drove there to get it. And you didn't grab the... The Arapart Priaco? No, I took the Doc Fire Cure okay. because Ed Abdu, the new manager in Nashua, yeah. said it was great. So... I figured, let me see what his definition of great is. All right. And uh, this, I don't really taste the fight. It's, cure, it's, it's very subtle. subtle. Yeah. Very subtle com- comparatively mm-hmm. to some of the dark fire mm-hmm. cured stuff that's come out in the oh, past. Yeah. Didn't uh, we smoke that on the ash holes? So more. Maybe. I think. It was something with fire cure. Okay. That yeah, I, that was it, it. That was it. I think it's more along the lines of. Uh, Hammer and Sickle when they did the Kalanock, where they had only 25% Correct. of the tobaccos were mm-hmm. smoked. I think that's what they have going on And then on they made here. a 50, and it was too much. Yeah. I oh, way over the top. Yeah. Kind of has a bourbon finish to it. It pair really well with, like, Angel's Envy or Elijah Craig. <laughs> All right. So while while you're smoking a cigar and, and, and hyping the cigar up on uh, twoguyscigars.com, Jonathan has a major gripe that I hear all the time. When you review a cigar and you put it up there, and you do have some play that ends up happening. No less than five people come in looking for the cigar and are pissed that I don't have it yet. So in the future. So a lot of times I, I, I'll do that on stuff that's limited. And with limited, we want to get them online and get the information out there as quick as possible. There's no review for this until Thursday because that's when they'll be in all the stores. But I figured right. we had 27 minutes to fill. I would stir the pot a little bit because that's right. what I do best. <laughs> 
You but could I, just put the cigars in your car and drive them over to me, and then I'd have them, and then let the review go live. Or that. <laughs> or that. So, just saying, you have options. So what can we talk about? For have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? So uh, I hope the last 20 minutes of the show isn't just head playing drops. If you haven't now, we have a six-minute version of that. Well, I think the people coming for the anniversary, Cigar Authority 12th, are in for a rare treat. Yes, they are. Extended play versions. We've ordered the food. We have the... The vans and stuff ordered. We have uh, it sold out. So. Did they ever tell you whether you can have the vans? Nope. Or? They told me on the first of this month, which will be a month before the other one, they'll give me a better idea. I I reserved them. <laughs> right. I secured them and said I have it. And I said, so I'm all set. And they said, well, never with twelve passenger vans can we guarantee you're going to get them. Well, I want. I would like to guarantee it. I would right. like to. You'll get them. Well, we don't know where they'll be. I said, where they'll be is there'll be four of them. Where you here. need them, yeah. Yeah. And they said, yeah. I mean, do you are... need four? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Need four. My brother volunteered. He said he'd, he'd do the driving, but I said, we, we have to drive. We got, we got us driving. Yeah. Really? But your brother's going to do the music. Yep. With yep. Jason Land. They got practices scheduled. Guitar and all that. ninja. Oh, Guitar ninja. You Guitar nailed it. Ninja. He's learning a couple of songs, so uh, here. he can uh, really help Jason look good playing some lead stuff. That's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's actually not like my brother to be willing to take a back seat like this. He wants to be the front man. He wants to be the guy. Yeah, but Jason's the guy. Jason's the guy for this. But that's yeah. I'm just saying that's unlike Sammy to do that. This is Jason Lamb from Guitar Ninjas. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Never-ending drop. I've never heard that before. That's not true. You were there when it was recorded. Yeah, but then (laughs) you never dropped it. It's always controversial because you would have to hold off for a lot longer while he plays his guitar but solo. But you could tell me. You could say, I'm going to do a little drop and it's going to go a little long. All right. We'll or I could it. talk. I could talk in between that. It's still sure. I, could, I could pull down. Yeah. We could pull we'll use out. it. Yeah. He's coming up anyway. And since he came, we talked business while he was up here and he had a guitar ninja store teaching guitar mm-hmm. school. Uh, not just guitar school. It's all music school. Yep. And we talked about he should open more. And he doesn't have just one anymore. He has four, which is one huh. more than I have, which is what I like. He went even further. Yeah, he stepped up gone. for sure. So, all right. Uh, we can't go any further with this. <laughs> we, we have to let it go. We got to let it go. We didn't do it. But we do. what have you learned? How I, I you, knew you that learned you were going to make this my to, fault. Yes, because you rushed it. Listen back to the show. You kept <laughs> rushing it. You kept jumping on me and, and saying, let's just cut to the chase, where the show was organized to end up getting to a certain level. If you push it forward, you push it forward, you push it forward right even at the end. Okay, here it is. You want me to rush? Here's the classic three-way. And yet there was 30 minutes left because you want to rush. You want to get to the end of it, but the end is the right. time. That's what you learned today. It's That's, a good thing. I'm glad well, you we, we told me short. what I learned. 
The coin story <laughs> runs about 10 minutes, doesn't it? It's 12 minutes. 12. <laughs> Done properly, it's 12 minutes. <laughs> if you really do it right. <laughs> no, that's it. When you've got nothing more to say, you let it go, and you don't waste people's time. So um, next week, Barry will not be here. Where are you going? I am going to New York to an Islanders Blues game that my wife got me tickets for my birthday. So we're driving down to New York for the weekend. You hit a cigar bar or two? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. I know I'm going to my favorite restaurant, Patricia's. All right. And I'll go to the Islander game, hook up with some friends from back in the day, and All right. enjoy you know, being out in we'll, New Hampshire we'll, for 48 hours. Is there an actual Patricia there or not? Anymore? Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the mother. She's always there on the weekends. Nice. All right, so she'll be there. Barry will not be here, but uh, we're going to talk behind his back. We're talking sexism in the cigar industry. Is it a cigar world? Is the cigar world a man's world? Or are the ladies coming in strong? What's going on? Because when I got in the business, they said it was a man's world, but that was 37 years ago. So we'll talk about that and lots more. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And according to Dave, I learned something today, so you must have. That makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.